this is a class a with jay and jay where we talk about the risque and something different every day What the fuck is up? <laughs> like, I don't even know what else to say. That sums it up. <laughs> Hi, you all. We've, we've missed you dearly. Um, And we're back. I mean, we've been talking, you know, our friendship doesn't cease to exist once the podcast is on break. So we've, <laughs> it's been pretty normal for us, but oh my gosh, I can't believe we're back after such a long hiatus. It was very unplanned, but well-deserved and well-earned. <laughs> we're ladies of leisure, and it was time for us to take our leisure time. And now here we are, ready to grind again. We're back at it again. Um, and it really only feels right for us to start back phase two, season two, really like season five, but like season two of our pod with P Valley because that's our root, no? Mm -hmm. So we have obviously missed quite a few episodes. So what we've decided to do is talk about P Valley season two, episodes one through nine. You all will be hearing this on the day the finale drops and we'll be covering that separately, but we are going to talk about all of season two, which is, you know, no small feat. I think we have a lot to cover here. Where do you want to start? Do you have anywhere that's like calling you? Or like any moment that's calling you? Or do we go just like dive straight into it? Like where are you, where are you at? Um, I just want to like make an overall comment. I think more so than a particular uh, thing that's itching, itching me. Okay. I do want to say uh, overall that clearly the budget was better this season um we got a lot more costumes a lot more celebs um better storylines a little bit better written even I'm not saying it's like you know night and day night and day or it's like the most well-written show I've ever watched but it's definitely definitely gotten a gold medal for most improved and that's saying something because even when it was a little bit on the more garbage side, I still thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so I just wanted to do a kudos, a kudos to them um, for, for giving us even more this second season. I'm nodding. The show always had a good foundation. It always had the skeleton parts to be a whole, but we may be, like you said, maybe budget wasn't quite there. Maybe it's first season. Maybe it's writing. Maybe it's producing. Maybe there's a myriad of things. And you know what? They they took their time. They, rec they didn't throw out another season two within the year and just scramble and put some shit together. They let COVID happen. Then they took their time, I think, during that to write a plot that, I don't know, pays off or makes sense or 
whatever the case may be, it seems like they know where they're going or they're going somewhere. And that I'm really proud of them because again, it was always a good show, but we loved it in spite of its issues. And now it's, it's really working itself out. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, if anything, I could say they went a little too hard this season. Like it was, if I had a con, it was definitely that it was a little bit of a heavier season. Now I still enjoyed it. But um, if you were somebody who was coming down to the pank for a little bit more um, <laughs> brightness and levity, I can't say that you necessarily got that this season. And so it might be a disappointment to you for that reason. Totally. And the biggest example of that, that it clicked to me today, because we were talking about this kind of yesterday offline, but yes, this season is very dark, very sinister, very nefarious. But Patrice Woodbine in the first season was the villain. And now in season two, she's really comedic relief. Like that pivot alone showcases how much the show has changed. Yeah, agreed. You brought up cameos. I feel like that's a fun place to start. We did have some celeb cameos this season. Like, nothing short of a lot, honestly, I would say, because I don't remember a single celeb cameo season one. Do you? I actually can't, but my memory is also shit. So I don't know. But I think if you can't remember, then there probably was none to be had. <laughs> yeah, like, we covered it. I would have remembered us talking about that. And nary a name was brought up. But wow, wow, wow. We have Big Frida. We have... The Bella Noche ladies, and I mean, if you don't know who they are, I don't know what to tell you. We have Joseline, we have Jessica Dime, we have Gigi McGuire, if you listen to Angela Yee's podcast, she's a co-host on there. And then lastly, I mean, we have Tina Snow. I mean, that's pretty mage. And obviously she's in the penultimate episode because that is a pretty big deal. Um, they kind of hinted to her earlier in this season, they did. Um, kind of play a soundbite without saying it's Magna Stallion or Tina Snow, whatever. I think it's interesting that she's showing up as Tina Snow and not necessarily Magna Stallion. I too was thinking that's really cool. Yeah, good for her. Good way to to really use her alter ego and really let it catch on. Um, You know, Beyonce tried with the Sasha Fierce. Not that I'm, you know, just trying to (laughs) come for Beyonce's neck it's just that I'm thinking of people that have alter egos that are not really in use and she's one of them um but yeah so good on her for that but Mm -hmm. uh, it's just interesting It, it, it really is so much has changed so much has changed um is it unfair to ask who your favorite cameo was should we take Tina out yeah probably then because I think she's She's major yeah like so of the other cameos, who excited you the most? Um, I mean, maybe it's so cliche, but I'm still going to say Jocelyn. Jocelyn, the Puerto Rican person. Because um, this is her lane. <laughs> like, this is her Zeus show, but like fiction. You know what I mean? That's what had me out as, I don't think I've ever announced this on the pod but I do have watched every single episode of Jocelyn's Cabaret seasons one two and three and and my shame sure there are some things that are hideous and I'm supposed to be a woman supporting women and this is not what I should be watching but on the other hand boy is she serving up some drama 
But I will say I was, ex- I instantly texted you, Shanelica Betancourt. When I saw her, I, my breath was taken away. Not taken away. It was. She looked amazing. Do it like it's my B-Day was meant to be performed in the pink. Like it was all, it felt like my two worlds were colliding in a major way. And I was sh- sh- shaking. And that wasn't even like, that was an amazing episode in and of itself. Probably the best episode of the season. And still I have to give Shanelica some credit because she did she did catch me off guard it was definitely a crossover episode for sure in a Um, a, a a well-earned one yeah a well-earned one Mm -hmm. it just makes sense it tracks Mm -hmm. it it was really good because because i like to see everyone you know kind of grow up and be better and um she really went from you're not taking me back to the strip club to this and i think that's major where now she's, it's like the word nigga, like she has changed the connotation. Like now I can go in the strip club voluntarily because I can leave myself and I know I can leave. Like it's not that I can't leave. That's powerful. Wow. That's really cool. Um, But also fuck her. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wow. I really just have some scattered notes here. So I don't know. I just. I guess I'll start from the top and work my way down. My first note was I started taking notes very late in the season, but the episode where there was that event, this whole mayor storyline, it's something I didn't see coming, but this mayoral candidacy that we're following that we just happen to know so many people running for, it's just crazy. But the day they had that little gala that that Southern woman who's like running shit because she's a rich woman like that event um Mm -hmm. so clearly the elephant in the room here is Lakeisha was in an all red and I called it her Jessica Rabbit stunt um this whole (laughs) persona she took on you know she loves a persona this Jessica Rabbit persona she took on for this day was everything to me (laughs) (laughs) who did she Um, think she was uh, yeah, they definitely try to be like a little bit consistent and really like so give us this mayor plot line. There's always some sort of political background <laughs> going on with P Valley, which is also just a very interesting take. Um, I mean, can you talk about a strip club without it getting political? I mean, maybe that's a great question. Um, but yeah, they're definitely. What's so interesting to me though is that I still feel like she's a secondary character. They've made her a secondary character, especially this season. Yeah, last season like, she was the main character for sure. She is supposed to be main, but not main. But she is not main. Like she is. Everything that's happening is because of her and her fault type of thing. But she's not giving main character energy. So this like Jessica Rabbit bit was just a very interesting turn where we're supposed to look at her for this boss bitch that she is all of a sudden. Um, They're selling. I'm not buying. Well, now I hollered at the day she got the $5 million um, offer. She was suddenly carrying a Birkin. I'm like, where did that come from? How come you get an offer? You don't even get a check for five million. You get an offer for five million and suddenly you start carrying a Birkin. Like, where is all of this coming from? But Uncle Clifford also has a Birkin. And I'm like, 
if y'all are in such dire straits financially, why don't y'all <laughs> like how are you comfortable walking around with a Birkin in this place knowing you don't got the fucking funds? It's just very interesting. Why it's did Birkin on a school boss bitch also? You know what I mean? Like I have so many questions. It does bring up a lot of questions. And then again, she's trying to sell the pink for 10 million. What are you thinking about that price? I think like the rich white woman said, <laughs> but I don't know her name. <laughs> I just don't. Me neither. Uh, like she said, that's pretty fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like 5 million is my last and final offer. I'm not giving you $10 million for this art gallery loft style strip club down by the body i don't see it it's not worth that much the casino plot is might happen might not even happen so honestly it still might not even be worth the five million that i'm about to pay i'm not paying anybody 10 million i wouldn't so so the thing is she is acting greedy for sure she is trying to get the most bang for her buck she's really pushing this 10 which i'd love to know where she got that fact and figure it you know like how they do comparables like if any like what did the neighboring establishment sell for i'm sure not 10 million um so i'm i'm a little i'm a little perplexed where the number's coming from but also can the casino not have a strip club in it is that just like a no-no well so i think the right i guess not um I don't know, where are we, Mississippi? I don't know, Mississippi laws, maybe they can't. You know, Pennsylvania got that weird one where like you can't have sorority house because it's like a brothel, you know? Right, totally. There are a lot of old time weird laws. So why wouldn't a casino have a strip club nearby and or attached, unclear. But I think what the main problem is right now is that they're trying to pass a law to not even have casinos allowed in Chukalisa. Right. And that law passes, then the strip club is worth nothing because no one needs to buy it in order to demolish it for the casino. To make the casino, right. Right. Which is why a rich white woman was saying like (laughs) five million babes and that's it because we're quite frankly all taking a gamble right here. I'm not paying 10. (sighs) Um, So yeah, that's how I understood it. So I, but I think it's less about the fact but yeah you're right it's kind of peculiar why it's can't like the strip there? collab <laughs> yeah why can't it persist like is it just why can't you rearrange i need to see the um the blueprint or something you know what i mean to get a lay of the grounds and figure out why the pink in particular is worth five million i'm not grasping it at this moment she must have did some sort of calculation like <laughs> <laughs> where are the numbers coming from these are fictitious you know numbers what? You know, the happiness index, like it has us at about maybe you need to make at least 70,000 in order for you to be happy. I think Lakeisha Autumn, Haley Knight, whatever her fucking name is, I think she did some sort of calculation in her mind. It came out to 10 million, is what she needs in order to wow. feel. Wow, wow, wow. Um, and so here we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like whatever okay so her and andre have sex that time which i guess is important because she throws up later and we're to believe she's pregnant with twins because whisper said it but to go back to them having sex um so they only fuck that one time now 
I think we're led to believe it's more than one time. Okay. It's a regular thing now. I think it's like a regular thing. Okay. We talk about running for mayor. We talk about, you know, buying the pink and then we talk a little bit. <laughs> like that's, you know, their gambit. Um. <laughs> I'm screaming at the of two of the three things that they do when they hang out or have sex and talk about a mayoral campaign. Like that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> a mayoral campaign a strip club and sex like those are the three things that their characters are bringing to the table it's you more know, exciting than their relationship last year god yeah um, i'm also just not understanding what the family dynamics are for him right now because um you know he caught the wife cheating um beat the man up kicked the man out the house and then he just left and like fell right into lakeisha automatically understanding like what's going on with his wife there seemed to be some sort of allusion to her coming back again but what's going on with that like I just have so many questions about that whole plot line in general um yeah like I don't know I was led to believe that he filed that night and he never saw that woman again but it's making it seem like it's really still in limbo and honestly you know how politics are it's better to be married than getting a fucking divorce so even if he was he would have to wait you want him to come like you're all in on this guy you like him you're you're putting in work and that you only do for somebody who this is not like a one-time thing or you're really trying to show off your skills you know what I mean like you care about this person's opinion. And that's where we start to get hairy with the situation. Yeah. <laughs> get very, very hairy. Um, but in terms of like connection between his name was Andre. <laughs> we actually yet to said his name. Um, how do you feel about the connection between Andre and Lakeisha Haley Autumn Savage Night? Like, do you feel like there is something there, or is it just like I mean, it's abysmal. It, there's nothing there. There's no there. <laughs> as as a um, PhD Roxanne Gay, she says, I said it backwards, but you know the, the sentiment. Um, She says there's no there there. And I would say that about that because there is nothing there. Okay, because I was wondering, I'm like, am I just not feeling it? Um, am I the only one here? But I'm like, what also helps them be secondary characters to me this season is that I'm like, I don't, I don't feel it. It's like a little bit, but not much. It was definitely it's more hotter. Of a it's definitely hotter this season than last season, but even then. I'd argue that it was better when she was in the strip club. Really? This whole faux dominatrix head boss bitch in charge. Um, but then she tells him, tell me what to do and then he tells yeah, she her goes full, she's fully like a, <laughs> a full sub in the bedroom a dom in life like that is her new persona <laughs> this is her, this is her <laughs> thing <laughs> oh my like, god true self like i'm just <laughs> i'm loving it it's 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 funny it's funny and so it's I so silly she's main character but like her storyline inadvertently gives levity to the show because she's such a joke to me. <laughs> she really is. And and the unit. Let's talk about the unit. They're so bad. 
Yeah, so bad. But the units on everybody in particular have been a little questionable this season. The one that has the best is Uncle Clifford, and that's the real guy. Um, that was a note I wanted to really talk about. Um, I'm glad we got there. I didn't even have to get to the bullet. The wigs mm, are extremely questionable in a way that I don't remember last season being so blown away, <laughs> blown away by the lack of execution in the wig department i'm like it's getting tyler perry studios no the wig is definitely getting unit it's no longer a wig it ceases to be no full unit full it's unit. giving full-blown unit <laughs> this is unit 1b and you're slapping it on top of your fucking head and um, i can see that it's glued down like i see the glue so i know it's glued down it's it's crazy but it's giving closure not frontal and I, we have the budget for frontal so i'm not really even like but uncle clifford is the only one i think that gets and even then they seem like they're trying to do some sort of i believe lakeisha's wig has changed like at the beginning the unit was a slap on but i think they're trying to give her a frontal now like i've seen the hairline change and i but it's still not where it needs to be she deserves the frontal if you if we think about how wigs are kind of almost classist in this <laughs> black economy, you know that frontals are kind of on the top of the food chain in terms of wigs and wigotry. So if we're trying to make her see like this boss bitch, then I need her to have a frontal because this little closure, pluck, pluck part, slap on top is pushback is not really working for me at all. Um, or sometimes they'll give her no part wigging, not give a fuck. And why isn't anyone speaking up for themselves? Like Mercedes, I know you know a better wig when you see one, Sha. Um, Shannon Thornton, you're gorgeous, but even her wigs, I'm just like, woo. It's hard to kind of um who Shannon ignore. um Mississippi. Wow, wow, wow. In particular, that blonde wig they had her in in that Cinderella episode. <laughs> wow, episode. wow, 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 wow. Crazy. I mean, you know you have to work hard to make her look crazy. <laughs> because she is a gorgeous, gorgeous woman. Literally stunning. How they managed to make her look a little, to make me even question her was pretty, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I didn't like coming to terms with that because again, I don't remember in the first season feeling so put off guard by it. Like really, truly sometimes only looking at the wig and not focusing on the plot. And that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) That's not where you want your viewers to be. I don't know why. Maybe because I'm high, but like the way you said plot just then was so funny. Did it sound like <laughs> plop? It sounded like plop to me. Yeah. It had a real like plop. Like it just had that. <laughs> I did go full James Kennedy. Um. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Oh my God. Oh, shout out to DJ James Kennedy. Where is he at right now? Oh, my God. I mean, for all our Bravo heads that are here supporting us, even if they don't watch P-Valley, because there are some of you all, and I can't believe that you all even exist, 
Yeah, like, like, let's talk quickly about Vanderpump Rules. It's just weighing heavy on me that they're filming right now. And, like, they're going to... God, we love that show so much. But God was last season horrific. But God, am I going to watch this season? Because so many things have changed. Is there going to be anything good, do you think? I'm still going to watch it, of course. Um, of course. Is my... Uh, <clears throat> what do the kids call it? Um, comfort show. But... I think we've come to the end of the road. I do. I do. Because I don't know how I can, con- how much longer I could continue to, to, to do the Arianda Sandoval, um, Tom, Katie storylines. I don't know how, how much longer. Um, were they you don't think literally- the Tom and, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say where they literally hate each other, but are still together. You know, there's that we we learned some very very questionable things about um, Sheena Shea and her man that really disappointed me and made me sad, quite frankly. Um, so there's that, and then hey, are you not excited for Tom and Katie's divorce? I mean, is it covered on the show? I, I'm, I mean, I guess it will be, but... I believe it is. When else would... Where, I mean, what else is the plot I line guess for those? It, because it, it was a long time coming. And it, quite frankly, they got a divorce before they even got married. So I, it's not like... Have they ever gotten married? He's lost the marriage certificate <laughs> twice. Two, <laughs> it's... Schwartz can't say anything worse to the woman. I mean, he said some pretty low down diabolical things already and has poured beer on her in the middle of a Mexican streetway. So what what more could he do that would shock me, I guess, is, is, is really my question with this upcoming divorce. Um, it was the biggest unsurprising surprise ever, you know? I like to think they're going to act like they're single because James is single. I mean, I think James has a new somebody, so I don't know. But James is single. Lala's single now. Katie's single now. It's like, hopefully that'll change the dynamic. Do I want Tom and Ariana to break up? Sure. But can they stay together? Okay, whatever. That's fine. Um, But I would love just, if they're going to keep the show going, everyone needs to break up. Like, Sheena's already gotten her divorce from Shay. We've watched it play out. You all owe us a massive divorce divorce or breakup massive yeah groundbreaking some would say (laughs) um yeah so that was just a vpr side anyway back to the content my next note is simply terica terica with a terrible name child oh my god i'm like there's no way you looked at her as a little baby and said terica is gonna be your name yeah not the best Yes, Terika is pregnant. She's throwing it out there. Hopefully, you know, watch the show if you're going to watch it. Um, she's pregnant. The cycle begins again, potentially. Obviously, Mercedes wants her to get a shmishmortion. Um, and like a typical young girl she's on away her options i should say i mean how do you even feel about that whole plot line i mean she's 14 which is a real blow 
That's really tough. <laughs> 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 Sixteen. Fourteen is was huge for me to process. Fourteen's a lot. And and by a lot, I mean not a lot of years at all. That That's- number was really hard for me to come to terms with. I was older. Wow. Um, and then the plot line of her thinking like she's gonna have a happy family, of course, like rose-colored glasses all of that but well typical of a a 14 year old you know exactly exactly so it was fine um i'm glad she went for the abortion at the end the drama of like first of all timely i thought the whole thing how they had the picketers out front they do a lot of psas i believe intentionally and that was one of them and but it was timely and i you know what i took it for what it was Mm -hmm. um and for her to take that right turn to Jackson to get, you know, to abort was, I wasn't mad at it. Yeah. Like, get real. Be serious. <laughs> 14 is a big ask. Come on. Don't you want a future? That's what she asked me. Don't you want to go to prom? Because at minimum, you're not going to prom. There's a lot of things you're not going to, and prom <laughs> is one. You're going to miss out on a lot. Like, don't you want to just wait? That's the thing. It's just like, it's not that it's never. I hate that it, sometimes it feels like that. But no, like, it can happen it's again. Not- like, Good news, you find out that you're able to get pregnant. That's always a nice thing to know. Yeah. Check- <laughs> Got it off your roster because some chicks can't even get to that. Like, let's be honest. Um... <laughs> so take that and 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 let it comfort you while and, you're at the clinic waiting yeah. for just worship <laughs> please yeah please 14 is really crazy hopefully we don't have any like pro-lifers um <laughs> listening although i sincerely doubt we do but i don't know if our energy um attracts that attracts anyway. yeah like attracts uh Pro-lifer, I was really shocked. But even if, even so, you know what? Again, what I've really learned is, you know what? Everyone has their thoughts, and I'm not going to hate on you for your thoughts. You're just wrong, and I can, <laughs> and I sleep at night knowing that. And I'm sleep well, and you're fucking wrong. Um, no, but listen, everyone, right? Everyone has their thoughts. I just don't want you being able to make a law to prevent me from my thoughts. If your thought is that you want to keep every single child that comes your way, then do that. Where is the act that is here to help all these babies that are going to be born? Like the non-aborted child act where like you give a, a stimulus check to these parents or enroll these kids in some sort of program or something. Like where are you rewarding Where's these children? Help for these children that you want born so bad. Yeah, I'm confused. <laughs> Play devil's advocate that Georgia did just pass a law allegedly because you know it was on the shade room, so we we can't think of it for too much <laughs> as a real news story. But allegedly, I will say Georgia did pass a law that you can claim your unborn children <laughs> on your uh, tax returns. Oh yeah, I did I, see that. Yeah. Cool. I mean, <laughs> all right. Right. Only helps a certain amount of people, depending on when you are pregnant. I mean, it's just weird. 
it's weird to want to claim someone who's not even here um but also if i just wait one calendar year i can claim them next year <laughs> again and it's and, and it all comes down to waiting okay waiting for your dependent to actually be born to be dependent waiting for you know the right time to have a child and quite honestly i think we might all be able to say unanimously that 14 is just not the right time to have a child i cannot imagine having had a child at 14 playing with the baby watching kids you know for some baby ceremony yeah actually having the passport and the social security card and birth certificate for, <laughs> for someone else that's a lot my last note about the Terika storyline is i'm obsessed with how Terika's pregnancy body is changing by the hour she literally said i'm pregnant and then suddenly had a belly and couldn't button her jeans like <laughs> that was pretty insane it, she was it only, grew she was only like what 12 weeks maybe if that. it literally grew from the time that she told her mother to the time that they had the appointment so then it grew even more after the appointment within those 24 hours before she went to do it i was shocked yeah pretty insane I just don't think that they had that storyline in mind up until the last point. <laughs> up until that last part where suddenly it was written to the script. And so they had to like really try to emphasize she's been pregnant this whole time. Woo! Like, you know what I mean? Because there's just like, it was no way. I mean, we might as well talk about the drunk stepmother. I mean, <laughs> what's going on with there? Get it. So I still don't understand who Terika's father was in the grand scheme. Seemed like bad guy, no? Yeah, but who was he to this 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 woman that's now a drunkard? Aren't, wasn't that his wife? Yeah, but so who was the man? Like who he was just like some guy from the street that saw Mercedes and hit her up? Like, I'm confused. Right. Who's like fucking teens? I don't know. Right. Did he go to jail for it? <laughs> doesn't seem like it. it seemed like he died and it just moved on but also she had the baby and it seemed like they weren't there were no charges to press um okay well she was under 16 17 so there were charges to press not only did you sleep with her you got her pregnant that's crazy but it's crazy uh, that patrice is so strict yet so lenient so careless bizarre um yeah the drunks and then like now the person who's supposed to be your guardian is now a drunkard like that's weird it's just all very convoluted and heavy for no reason can Terika just have a decent home living <laughs> like why does her grandmother her mother and her biological mother all have to be ridiculous people <laughs> <laughs> And then again, Shell was sold to us as a real, I don't know, like good person in the first season, like a really stable home for Terika. And then for all that to be a farce was really confusing. It didn't have to be, but it was. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. It, it gets a little dark high drama. 
not every single woman in this household needs to be dysfunctional. Like, you know what I mean? Like we can have one person that's not, it's okay. I'm glad you said that because my next note is why do I feel like this raw sex storyline between Clifford and Little Murder is going to come back to haunt us? What's up with that? Was it? Was it raw? Yeah, when Murder took it in his butt and he said, I want to feel you inside me. Yeah, it was raw. Okay, I didn't really take that to mean raw, more so that Little Murder was finally being a bottom and a top. No, yes, because Clifford went to go reach for a condom. He said, no, don't. Like, don't. And they've talked about it multiple times since, like, oh, I'm fucking raw. Like, he was fucking raw. Who you fucking like? Da-da-da. Like, he was like, I've been fucking with a condom. I'm like, what's all of this? I don't remember that part. Um... Maybe it's because I've again from the be- from the no don't use the condom. I'm like, why do I feel like this means something? Why would they show us this? That's true, but I also don't want to say like because the only thing that it could potentially mean would be like an STI, and I also don't feel like that's fair to the gay community. That's what I'm saying. I don't <laughs> want it to take. That's why for heterosexuals it's pregnancy and then for the gays it's stis that's not even fucking equal and it better be fucking chlamydia and nothing worse you know what i mean like that would be very tacky i think to do. i know and i'm Definitely. really nervous oh so i really didn't even take it to mean all of that i just thought that that was like you know the next step in their little relationship situationship whatever at most maybe uncle clifford yells it out during an argument and now everybody knows that they fuck wrong that i'm willing to to pursue but i'm just not willing to believe anything else personally okay okay yeah that's really good okay cool <laughs> um let's see oh i wrote okay i wrote some shit that we already talked about okay did you notice that they recreated that cotton scene from last fucking season where <laughs> Miss <laughs> Clifford walked in in an extremely iconic fashion moment with an umbrella and had like a, a cotton conversation. Mm-hmm. I, I love that they did that. And I love the look, obviously. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um we can it's safe to say that her looks this season have been exceedingly ridiculous um i'm not lost on the fact that in that last episode the ninth one um that she is 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 whipping oh boy Mm -hmm. um, while wearing like african garb like she has like the face paint on everything and like uh, all sorts of stuff like just and I say African because there's no distinction country that she's fucking representing. She's literally just grabbing all sorts of these quote-unquote <laughs> African ideals and just wearing whatever she can fucking find while she's also whipping this, like, white passing boy. It's just a very interesting dynamic. I'm not sleep on it. Whoever came up with that scene, I, I, I see. <laughs> I do. 
it was absolutely insane because <laughs> who knew that this whole time Corbin came to the Paradise Room for Clifford to do the whippings? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get the privilege of knowing that. And I love stripping down to nothing for it. Oh, I think last, I think last season they did tell us it was Clifford. But I wow. forgot. So when they were like in there and he was like talking about like doing stuff, I was like, what the fuck are they about to do? And then he turns around and shows us his whip scars. And now it was what's the He loves a lashing. He loves a lash. Okay. It's hysterical. Well. Okay. Um, another storyline that really, you know, we didn't cover, but whatever. Back to Haley. I'm sorry. What happened to her whole alcoholism storyline? Oh, Haley. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's gone away. <laughs> Mommy, screen poppy, no mas. It's no mas. It's over. Well, I shouldn't say it's over, but it's not the focal point. It's not, did she go into recovery? Because it's just, it's really unrealistic that she was bottoming out and just came out of it. And just <laughs> has a healthy relationship with alcohol now and just can drink casually <laughs> and no worries. That's crazy. Haley gets crazier and crazier every episode. <laughs> um, wow. My next note is the Russian roulette scene, the hotel scene with Roulette and Whisper, who we haven't really talked about yet. So, like, what are your thoughts on them? Uh, roulette is a really, really interesting addition. For sure. Really interesting. I'm not mad at it, honestly. Um, um Whisper entertaining but i like what they got going on with roulette i do and roulette had to grow on me at first too because she had a strong personality coming in so i'm like who are you like what's the deal i don't like the units they have you in it's kind of like a mohawk look it's a little too punk for me like i was getting really upset with her in the beginning but then they really even out her looks in a real way her makeup even out like her storyline got better just like everything really aligned for her and i'm loving the plot line of her um in okay. terms of what you say babe i'm saying agreed mm -hmm. totally and in in terms of whisper i do like this third eye thing that they've been leading into this season daddy diamond <laughs> aside because we can't even get there that's a whole separate thing but the I, so I like that she's there. I like this pendulum thing she's doing. I like this. She's walking in a room. She's telling Haley she's pregnant with twins. Like, I'm liking something bad's going to happen tonight. We need someone to contextualize things sometimes because it can feel like a lot. Um, So I kind of like her for that. She's more background, but also doesn't she kind of look like winter for people who watch BGC the same season as Tabitha, who you all will know as Dream Doll. You know, a, a woman named Kayla was the name she was going by then, but we know her as Winter. Doesn't she look like Winter? She does a little bit. I can see that. It's been throwing me off the whole time. I'm like, is that fucking Winter? Like, I know it's not her, but she just looks like her. And I just, so I think I like her for that too. Mm -hmm. Um, But Roulette, okay. So what are you thinking of that whole, the DSL storyline, the eating whisper out, the Russian Roulette reveal? um i will say that um well there's i think the show in general does a really good job this season of like picking up on like the things that um 
black girls, especially like dark skinned black girls or black girls with like super quote unquote like ethnic features have to deal with like growing up and stuff like that. Like the whole DSL, like she can suck my dick, but like you're not gonna eat her out. But then like we're gonna eat Whisper out because she's, you know, this <laughs> white woman essentially. Things like that. I'm like, that's a very interesting nuance that like I don't think the, the lighties <laughs> would understand. But obviously, th- these are things that the dark skin people are going through. Um, and I do think it's interesting that, uh, what else was I going to say? Um, not even interesting, but I did like the scene, I guess the motel scene, I can call it, a lot. A lot. I was not mad at anything that she said, anything that she did. I thought all this fair. That's kind of where I'm at with it her turning out to be this like pimp interesting intriguing I think it's fitting um even her like kind of talking to this white guy I forgot his name but the one that used to fuck with Gidget I'm um, so glad Gidget is out I'm so glad Gidget is out that's not even a note I wrote down but thank god get her weak ass out of here <laughs> but him and roulette I'm feeling it I like it a lot um She's just so out of the box, out of character that her being with this kind of guy just if it's it's almost like what they kind of tried to do with um Mississippi and Derek, but that just never quite like got off for me, clearly. Beyond him obviously turning out to be an abuser. It's just like that that just that just didn't click. But I like Roulette and this other guy, even though I don't know his name. Yeah, and he's cute. He is cute. Um, when I had never put the roulette roulette connection together, I didn't expect her to bring out a gun. So that uh-huh. was really, really, really cool. I was um, thinking again, it was no, roulette. Sorry, I was just saying like I, I was thinking it was more gambling roulette, like playing a game. I mean, it is a game, but you know what I mean. I thought more casino mm-hmm. game than gun to your head there's a bullet in here i'm gonna shoot you type of roulette russian roulette like um and then for her she had that whole red and black palette so i was right there with you like i'm thinking it's gambling too but then it works on multiple levels and I, and then again it feels earned it feels deserved like i hate when things feel like wait where did the fuck did that just come from if they've been obviously planning for that to be her storyline since we met her right and it's like, and that's and that's the gag. You thought that this shit was a fucking game. You thought this was a little casino game. You thought this was, uh, she was kind of playing up on that, especially with like, the red and black. You thought this shit was a fucking game. It's no fucking game for me. I will actually shoot you and I will shoot myself in the fucking process if I have to. <laughs> so, what's up? <laughs> um, wow, really cool. It, really edgy. She's a rocker. Is rocker chic and that's like the vibe that i'm really into these days so i think that makes me like her even fucking more i want to be glam rocker chic so fucking mad um i think I, even for her to be in the bathroom playing like fucking like candy crush or whatever she was playing um and then to come out and then literally like do a complete 180 before her very eyes it was just very interesting what's going to happen with the car what what do you think the payoff is with this her stealing the car grand theft auto 
I'm thinking he like chopped it up and she's gonna get some profits from it. That's what I'm assuming. Um, didn't he like he built her? Well, like I think he already gave her the profits when she got the little chain. <laughs> right, but I'm saying you don't think this. Do you think this guy is coming back around or no? You think that storyline's done with? The white guy? No, the guy that she made suck a gun in the motel. Uh, you know, there's always a chance they didn't quite like close it off. So there's always a chance, but you know, I guess for like wounded pride reasons, yeah, you can come spin the block again, but why would you try? <laughs> like, she doesn't care. She lives or dies. She said that and she's shown that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, she's so fucking edgy. I, I, the only thing I can't figure out is if she like knows exactly like what you know chamber the bullets in or if it really is just like complete i think she knows because remember she cocked it open and looked at where the bullet was at right and like smile but was that just like a um i wasn't bluffing there is a gun in the chamber or was that like i'm bluffing i know exactly what chamber it's in is it possible to know what chamber the gun is in like if she shot it that many times and she like reloaded it you really don't know what chamber it's in, right? I'm not really a gun person, so I don't know how it's set up. I think I you could, like, I think you would know. If you know guns, I think you could, like, know where, like, oh, it's right there, so it would go off in, like, two or three or four or five. You know what I mean? Like, I think okay. she can, like, maybe, I'm thinking perhaps she can place it. But also, there's always that risk that, like, you miscount. And that's fun, too. <laughs> like, she likes, she clearly loves that wow okay my mom but it's not really a joke it's serious like, there's something we're dying over you know people like we hear these news stories and we're just like oh that's not worth you know doing this again that over i'm like no there's some things that there might be some things that are worth dying over <laughs> like i can only imagine it's but, uh, crazy <laughs> like it's um, this one it's that's worth dying over i think wait like I'm, i said if some something were to happen to like your kids and if you have to confront somebody or something like that's something worth dying over to me yeah there are certain things that are worth it but it's a it's a short list mm-hmm. <laughs> um i hate that my next note i mean we should I mean, trigger warning should have been at the top, but really does it have to be? That's all I feel about trigger warnings. Like, we're talking about P-Valley. We're talking about the contents of P-Valley. Do I have to warn you that we're going to be talking about suicide here? Like, it is kind of the plot line here. Um, Wow, wow, wow. Big Teak. Little Murder. I mean, wh- like, where are you? <laughs> Not where are you. Like, where are you as in me? Or where are you? Yeah, like, me? yeah, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm in the dark. I'm completely in the dark here, and I'm trying to find you in the room. Where are I you? Thought, Teak, where are you? I'm like, well, he. <laughs> oh no 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 no! Where are you? <laughs> That's very bob of you. Um, it's fucked up. It's fucked up that he felt that way. Obviously, to to kind of unlive himself, as as we're saying these days. Um, and I think it's really fucked up that he did it in front of his friend. I get being in a place where you're just you just feel so down that like you know this you feel like this is 
you know, your last resort. This is what you have to do. I feel kind of like the Japanese and how I do feel like there is some sort of like bravery aspect to it because like there's no guarantee that after this, that like when you do like kill yourself that there is a better, you know, outcome. Like there's no guarantee of that, but you just know, like you're willing to take that chance to believe that there's something better than this. Um, so to me, I think that's pretty brave. Do I wish that he didn't do it in front of his friend at the very minimum? Of course. And right in the same damn car he gave him, child. Ooh. Very tough scene to watch. Much like the colors of that gang, red and green, are tough to see visually for my eyes. Mm-hmm. That was a really tough, the whole thing's really tough. Um, as Jay knows, I could not even watch that episode. I put it off for weeks because I already knew it was in it. And I just mm-hmm. couldn't cope with it. Like, I don't know. I just was like, oh, and I know I just have to watch it to move on. But like, uh, it's so sensitive to feel like you're that trapped. And truly, like, they put every, much like they do for every other character, they put a lot on Teak. And like, it's not only like that horrible scene where his mother like kills his siblings and like, and he survived but he was stabbed and he was in prison but also like isolation on top of that and for years like decades like it was a very hard life a life that you would really be like well why would you expect anybody to just be comfortable continuing to live that and um you know you can say things are going to get better but I'm sure people have said that to him or he's felt that way multiple other times and then other things happen you know what I mean so yeah yeah, I, I get it. Like, I think, honestly, I, I do think becoming an adult, like you start to just understand the complexities. Cause I don't think me of like the past would have understood things to that level, but it sometimes just gets to be too fucking much. And it's like, I lived through all of this. Like what more could you possibly live through? Right. Um, I do appreciate the show for, like covering a topic like that in such a way especially the violent way which I mean statistically men are known to do more violent suicides anyway but um yeah it is a fucked up scene um and Little Murder is one of my favorite characters personally so anytime something happens to him I just feel very like emotional with him um do I feel like we would have felt this deeply about it if him and Little Murder hadn't been intimate on the show? You know, I don't know. Unclear. But like, how, like... No, the intimacy plays into it because I told you the also the closeted aspect of it in the suicide is also hard to come to terms with. It's dark. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super sad. So... Yeah, that adds to it. Right. It was way too much. And happening to him, he couldn't even be who he wanted to be. You know what I mean? Or who he was, I should really say. It's just stupid. In general, this is a murderous scene. I mean, this is a murderous season, I wrote to myself. Oh, absolutely. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not even just murders, but there's just so much violence this season there's a lot and um I don't think it's necessarily gratuitous so I'm not necessarily mad at it 
but um but I do feel like it's a lot you know we did go from we get the pink you know the most violence like aspect we really had I think was with you know Lakeisha and her past really but we didn't have it to the degree and then like obviously like um Mississippi and her man but we didn't have made us see it luckily last season right they we didn't have it to the degree that we're having this season like getting Keyshawn's backstory which is still probably one of the best episodes of this season um I think I can confidently say that without even seeing the finale that was one of the best episodes one of the best done ones as well um I literally wrote in my notes the Cinderella episode itself as a bottle episode which I mean who doesn't love a bottle episode but should be if they were Emmy nominated would be the episode that was Emmy nominated for sure I can say that confidently yeah it was incredible for sure oh Uh, god we we literally see we see murder we see suicide we see um um physical assault we see attempted rape like we see so many things this season um and they even got the nerve to the gag is they do cover the pandemic and it's not even the heaviest thing you're seeing this season (laughs) yeah they talked about the pandemic in the first episode and it set the tone or made it seem like they were setting the tone like the pandemic was the through line but then they absolutely did the opposite and they tossed it away after the first episode. I mean, it comes back a little bit, but really they said we're covering it in the premiere because we have other things to cover. They bring it up in the premiere to explain like how they're trying to do that. And the, then it opens up, which is quite frankly, you know, uh, reflective of like what happened with, you know, the rest of the world, the real world. Um, and then there's a little bit of a through line now, obviously with Uncle Clifford's um, grandmother being sick Ernestine yes but um but it still wasn't yeah it still wasn't she wasn't the main character this this season which that I was very scared was going to be the case I I won't lie yeah they made the right decision they tossed it aside yeah I mean what what do you think about this whole Ernestine thing is she dead can we can, can we say that is she dead? I'm led to believe that she is. I feel like they're setting it up so that she is, but I'd like to think she's not. Mm. Because haven't we had enough deaths this season? I feel like if she doesn't die, that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that. It's okay. I'm not going to think that y'all didn't accurately portray something <laughs> about the pandemic. There were people that did survive. It's okay if she survived it's okay I think so my uncle you know barely made it and then he made it like I mean we could watch the storyline of her like after she comes back obviously like you live with it so like she can barely walk and all all of that whatever we can her being out of breath okay we can go there but like can she live please please also can she live please I mean just to circle back to like the whole teak thing um I'm sure it's probably, it might be in one of your notes, but so obviously, you know, it comes out the rival gang, one of the members was bragging on the internet, acting like he was the one that killed Teak because obviously they covered up that it was a suicide. Um, which was also very interesting to me. 
Um, it was interesting to me because um, can't they tell by the logistics of the way a gun is shot if someone shot themselves versus if someone else shot them? That's always been something that they have the capability to do. So I would be confused as to how they would just declare this a suicide. Well, I think they can. I just think that that information maybe wasn't leaked to the public. Okay. So I think the streets, you know. You're saying it was declared a suicide on paper, but the streets are murder, murder, murder? Yeah, I think so. Not a price on his head. Like he's Lucci. (laughs) So I think, um, because, you know, he was snapping and he like got into that fight with homeboy. Speaking of homeboy, he was the one that was acting like he killed him. You know, he was on the internet lying about like, oh yeah, like our you know, I marked him, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Why? Like, don't do that. Like, what was the, the reason? Did somebody come up to you and was like, yo, I heard T, like, was that you, bro? And you just like, went with it? He leaned into it, totally. So, well, that's a peculiar thing to lean into, but like, whatever. He then so, took it on and then was like making stories about it. And like, it was his st- whole personality. He like, fucked up. Like, talk about it, peculiar. So, I mean, how do you feel about then the old heads going to a little murder? Like, somebody's going to teach this motherfucker a lesson and look him dead in the eye. <laughs> it's like, by somebody, I mean, you need to teach this man a lesson. And then the lesson he saw him, that scene to me, I, was, I watched it with my mom and she was like, oh my gosh, like, that's crazy. And I'm like, is it? <laughs> is it? Why are you going on like on the fucking phone and on TV and the internet bragging about killing someone number one, but then bragging about like you how you killed my friend when you didn't, and I was in the fucking car with him, so I know what happened. That's pretty crazy to me. <sighs> Did he have to shoot and kill him? Probably not. <laughs> But what I thought was pretty interesting about the scene is that homeboy says, like, I got my son and I got a baby on the way. And Lil Murder does this thing that was very bone chilling, if I may say. And he's like, oh, whatever the something was. He's like, oh, Tyrone? He's like, yeah. He's like, oh, I'll let him know that his daddy loves him. And then proceeds to, like, empty a clip on him. That scene to me was so Sopranos. If I've ever seen something like, you know what I mean? It was so Tony, the way he came out the cut, it gave, it's giving me chills right now how much it looked like a a David Chase scene. Like it was incredible. So much. It felt like mob style. Like it felt very. It was incredible. It was fucking David Chase. It was great. It was, and not that I'm saying like mob is like better, different than gang, but it felt more like, <laughs> I don't know, like just very, because I feel like in that moment, I would have expected him to think twice. Like, son, he might be like, all right, fuck it. Like da, 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 da. The, the little murder we knew before, but there's a new little murder in town. I <laughs> 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 the mob. You know, my boy, he saw some things. He's seen some things. He's been to some things, okay? He's hardened. He's very much so hardened. 
And he said, that's really crazy that you was on the fucking internet talking about my boy acting like he fucking was the one that killed him. I love the, just a real quick side note, I love the re-re-re-re-opening. It reminds me <laughs> of Bob's, it reminds me of Bob's Burgers. It's the same thing they have as a re-re-re-re-opening in every credit. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's Bob Burgers. Um, give them credit where his credit's due. They literally started that. Um, let's see. <laughs> Tina Snow, she looks amazing. That's my note. She looked really good. Uncle Cliff for being a little jealous of her. It was funny. Um, yeah, that was cute. <laughs> um, yeah, but she did look good. And I was like, her acting is better than Miracle, and that's crazy. <laughs> totally, she could be um, as they are, you know, as a Will Smith. She mm-hmm. can transition. She can transition. Um, and also she didn't wear a cranberry lip so that put me in a really positive space with her <laughs> she loves a dark outline cranberry lip and it's so annoying a fuchsia pink lip with a gray eyeshadow i'm like meg <sighs> and tina snow is p- clearly not allowed to wear that and i think that's cool that's some megan the stallion shit that's not tina that's why i like tina snow i like that album that's why my favorite Meg albums. Maybe that's why. My next Tina's- note is that Meg shines as Tina Snow better than Meg in parentheses. <laughs> yeah, the Tina Snow album had the hits, <laughs> honey. And the album cover is great. His whole storyline is nuts. His character <laughs> is absolutely insane to me. It is the funniest part of the show. It's it is wacky. It's completely Looney Tunes. Like I cannot get, <laughs> I cannot get enough of it because he is truly a tertiary character at best, and I cannot get enough. Like I truly cannot get enough. And him, like, what's the money situation? What's up with the Ray Key healing? Like, what's going on? The seven pound weight thing that he lifted off of homegirl's shoulder <laughs> is my favorite scene of the whole season, and I'll say it confidently. And I know it's because it's camp on a love. It was giving me like malignant. It was absolutely <laughs> <laughs> insane to me, and I was living. What the fuck was that? He placed it on the scale, then and evaporated and ring, and then he like, placed it. Skill, skill says exactly seven pounds. Which apparently is how much you need to like shoot a gun. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, the pressure on the trigger. I was just like, this is really, really camp. Camp is truly the best way to describe it. It's really, it's something I couldn't have predicted. I didn't know that it was going there, but I should have known better. They've already done crazy things with him. And so, yeah, he's pretty nuts, and I live. Let's see. Um, and then I also had a note to myself, will Daddy Diamond and Lil Murder bond over their PTSD? But I was kind of joking. I don't think they will. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Big Bone, what do you think of her as a character? <laughs> um, I don't hate her. I don't think she's really doing much, though. Um... I don't like that she's kind of like a 
the other woman a throwaway. Like his heart is really with Keyshawn, but he's fucking her in the interim type of thing. Um, she's trying to nurse him back to health, but he seems still unwell. <laughs> and um, and then obviously we get a little snip in the end. She kind of threatens Keyshawn. She's like, you know, the walls have um ears mouth too and then she also sees daddy diamond and Keyshawn have a little smooch and so we <laughs> assume that she is going to do something to sabotage at the minimum that relationship from even budding well i'm thinking the only logical thing she can do is hop on her motorcycle and go to his house and get that ring uh, and again, what does the ring have to do with him making out with Keyshawn? I'm very weird. <laughs> it turns out she's a Wiccan, and like, so she just she already is tuned in to like what's going on. I love right, but then like for Diamond to be making out with Keyshawn, and then you take the ring, and then that unveils this whole like murder thing that happened would be a really crazy stretch, in my opinion. <laughs> So I'm hoping that's not the route they're going, but you know. Anything but, is possible in Chuckalisa. In fucking Chuckalisa. Well, I wrote to myself after the Daddy Diamond. This is crazy. I wrote to myself after the Daddy Diamond, like his Reiki healing exorcist. Is this a hobby? Is this a side hustle? Where did he learn this? All of that. I also wrote, I haven't laughed that hard since the Omarion versus Mario fucking versus battle. I promise you. Like it had me doubled up. <laughs> <laughs> like truly. I could not stop fucking laughing. Um, let's see. Tons of cigarette smoking this season, huh? Yeah. Sicky Lou. Sicky Lou's. <laughs> What's the deal? Where are they? there's like I can't tell if they're smoking a blunt or a cigarette. It's just like it's constant smoking and sometimes it's a cig. What's the tea? Is that an accurate portrayal of Mississippi? Like, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I guess anything goes. It's really less blunts and more cigarettes, which is shocking to me. I don't know if that makes me racist, but... <laughs> I mean, they'll whip out a Newport in a second. <laughs> now that makes it's... you racist. Why did that have to <laughs> A Marlboro. Is that better? Uh... Um, we talked about it a lot, but the Cinderella episode. I mean, we're here. What talk to, top three things, top three takeaways from that episode? Wait, from what episode? The Keyshawn, her Cinderella, her origin story. That episode. Um. Again, I think that was when the episode I was talking about, like when. What I had in mind, I should say, when I was talking about how they did a really good job talking about the complexities um, that dark skin women face, especially in the South, especially back in the day. Um, I shouldn't even say especially back in the day because they're still dealing with the shit. But um, definitely more closeted back in the day, maybe I could say. Um, so that's just like one general note that they did good. Um, really. Um, thought there was a lot of layers between like the family and like this whole blended family aspect too was very interesting with her dad you know with this new woman and her kids and then like what was her dad doing with homegirls kids like what was the implication on that I thought that was like really interesting 
Um, again, sad and a bit graphic, but interesting nonetheless. You know, the thing you think the worst of that episode is fucking Derek. And I, and <laughs> like Carl Thomas, I wish she never met him. I do. I didn't know it was like her, Gidget, and him like going to high school together. I didn't realize it was like that. Of course, because small town, I should have thought it was like that. Right. Um, also very funny because they were trying to make them look with their teenagers at this point and like they're clearly not, but <laughs> good luck. But um, yeah, I don't even think I really, I mean, I think we knew, we knew that they were together since high school, but I don't think I really knew, knew. Right. Like they definitely said it, but I hadn't processed that. And again, I didn't realize Gidget was like a part of like the scene as well. Wait, are you mad at what the fuck? I'm not mad, but again, this is a murderous season. So again, I have to every character has a murder on their hands, really. Um <laughs> so it's really just you know, comes with the territory. I'm not of the murders, of course. No, I'm not mad about this one. Um, but it he was annoying and like I could care less not to see him again. Mm. But whoa. Wait, who was, you said Rhodey was annoying? No, Rome. Rome was annoying, so I'm glad, like, we don't have to see him anymore. Okay. But, um, wow, what what a punishment. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess my number three would be, wow, wow, wow. I mean, the Cinderella storyline of it all. I thought that was really cool, um, the the through line and how they kept it and the blind unit and the blue Mm -hmm. clothes and all of that. Mm -hmm. The costuming usually lines up. They really, really tried to do... It was definitely the most stylistic, concisive, thought through and through episode to me. Um, Not to say that the other episodes were like particularly bad or whatever, but that episode, they really, really did put a lot of like, use like a lot of stylistic devices and stuff in it. And I just felt like it, it paid off. yeah it was good um and it could have gone cheesy and it didn't and that was really cool right um and then of course the fact that again it was a bottle episode and it's just like that just means it's a standalone episode that was cool like anyone can watch that and not watch the show and still it's like a movie in and of itself so it was great Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um let's see what's next okay the last thing is does anyone remember that third episode where Uncle Clifford danced on the pole for the first time? <laughs> <laughs> that was unexpected, I'll say. I mean, listen, it was a treat. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know she could keep up with the girls. Apparently, I mean, listen, you can't be running the show and not know how to, you know, entertain the folks your damn self. <laughs> I love the stunt double they had. It was great. <laughs> Things got really crazy on the pole. Um, do you have any final thoughts or anything you want to say to the people before we leave? <sighs> oh, Mercedes and the in the woman. That's what we should end on. Oh, I, I forgot say, to even put that in. Yeah, uh, we can talk about that storyline. And then I think I think then I think we've covered everything. Besides that, Maine was in the rival gang of Little Murder. I didn't see that coming. 
I did not see that coming either. And I hate that. Me too. <sighs> Green's kind of fine. I know he got that ankle bracelet. No, 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 no. The thing is, he's sexy. He is. I know he got the ankle bracelet on. And so I'm supposed to be interested in somebody else, but I don't know. Him and daddy are really giving it to us in the looks department. And I'm, is Mercedes just in a me place right now where she just doesn't want to fuck anybody? Because she turned him down. She turned the woman down. Like, is she just not into it right now? Sometimes you're in that place. Yeah. You know, um, I mean. I've been there. I'm there probably right now. I'm there right now. I mean, I'm usually there in the summer. <laughs> Actually, the summer does something special to me. It's kind of depressing for me. I know it's a little bit ironic, but there's something I don't like about the summer. There's multiple things I don't like about the summer. But it's definitely my more like plateau calm period fall to spring you know there's a lot happening always um maybe she is she needs time to reflect because the last time she was popping her pussy got her into fucking trouble now she's broke again so i think that whole coach storyline and him throwing her out when he realized that she was sleeping with his wife was really crazy (laughs) it's crazy but i felt like it was life as a circle because remember I had been doing a poll on men like kind of to see like if they like a woman hooking up with another woman like with them or or, like separate especially and the answer is a resounding no they have turned on it done a 180 on it and that it's no longer cool they now feel insecure because now women can be with women like I mean it always was an option but I they're intimidated now they didn't realize how much of an option it was and now that it's serious <laughs> they don't like, they don't like that so it tracked to me that coach like saw it take a step too far he's like they don't even care that I'm here actually that's not cool hmm. that's interesting that's where I've landed on it <laughs> <laughs> because I've seen some women get stolen from their men from women recently and the men are hurt <laughs> <laughs> special type of hurt <laughs> and it's funny it's a special type of hurt because there was nothing that you could have done to stop that from happening that's very true <laughs> but at the same time it just feels very offensive <laughs> but it feels like you fumbled it's like within it was while she was in your care, while she was your girlfriend, for her to leave you. It's funny. <laughs> like, you brought nothing to the table, it seems. <laughs> Something complete. She did do a complete 180, and that's crazy. So there was something better out there, and it wasn't you. That's That says a lot. And so, yeah, I don't think they like that. And so, what do you think of the Farrah character? The who? Isn't her name Farrah, the wife? Oh, probably. Coach's wife? Um, I think she has terrible units, especially that last episode in the um, Woo, art, art gallery. Woo, wee. Um, I think she was dying to bust out of her top every single fucking minute. She always wanted to have her little breast lifted titties out. I was like, so okay we got it 
we got it. You're on the show. You're trying to stay. You don't want to be a one-hit wonder. Um, like Teak, R.I.P. Um, but honey, just relax. The whole Mercedes experience setup was interesting. I don't know why Coach thought that she would be so okay with it if not to sleep with her herself. Like, I don't know why that he was really so shocked by it. To the point where he was like turned off and ended the arrangement. <laughs> there was no time for him to even make a clause in the contract or like renegotiate. He was completely done. Hmm. That's crazy. And mm-hmm. like rescinded, like the money's gone, babe. Mm. Damn, that's fucked up. I, that was a bit much. That's not he could have just been laid the law down, like, y'all not doing this. To have to like do a whole like <laughs> and the arrangement bit, a bit much. A bit much. And this season has been a bit much. While I can't wait to be back next episode to cover the finale, uh, we're going to have great fun. I mean, penultimates are usually better, but um, P-Valley finale is usually good, right? I say usually, like, there's been multiple, but... I mean, the iconic Daddy Diamond scene, I believe, happened. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) In the... Say he has an iconic scene it's usually him acting so terribly in that scene <laughs> it's, it's him and Derek full Mortal Kombat style in the bathroom <laughs> that's everything it's him full Mortal Kombat with Derek and still kind of getting his ass beat no, why he got fucked up why is Derek like this super swole man that just seems to beat up everybody who comes in his path I don't understand like, he's been taking out these black boys and Chuck Lisa from left and right since high school. Like, I don't get it. Why he's no, he's so like a up? super abuser. Like, he can <laughs> yeah, fight anything. Like, why is he so beefed up? I don't get it, but... There's so much testosterone in him. It's crazy. <laughs> so much fucking rage or something. <laughs> Does he do roids? Like, are we going to find out that? Like, that's the energy that he has. Unclear, but... <laughs> thoroughly entertaining nonetheless yeah absolutely um so yeah we'll see you next time i'm glad to be back it felt so natural yeah okay we're back until next time until next time adios okay Look, they can never keep me down, I'm going And if I ever fail, just know I'll go again I never quit, cause I know that every loss May lead to another win, I'm going up